Umkid Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the spring of 1946, President Harry S. Truman reactivated Franklin D. Roosevelt's clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts. This squadron was once again known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Return of Brassy Battalion. When we last left our hero, Dixie Stenberg, she just received word that Brassy Battalion had officially been reformed. It was my duty as a concerned American citizen in our time of need. He did what he did because it's what he had to do. Quite right, Frank. But Dixie alone did not a battalion make, and so her quest began. At home. I don't know about this, Dixie. I can't do it without you, Tommy. Archie says it's important. Yeah, but can we trust him? I know we weren't sure for a while, but yeah, I think we can. I do. He was right about Mexico. Yeah, what about Oscar? We can't just leave him. I told you, I don't want a nanny. Me either, but look, Archie's saving the details for the official briefing, but he tells me it's important. Yeah, it's always important. Really important. Like, Oscar's future might depend on it. I'd do anything for him. Me too. But we can't leave him with just anyone. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Right, well, as long as we find the right person. Then yes, very well. I'll return to the battalion. Thank you, Tommy. With Thomas's return imminent, Dixie continued her quest with a trip not so very far away to Essie's home cooking. That smells amazing. You flatter me, Miss Stimber. You flatter me by allowing me to eat here. Cribes, there ain't no food as good as yours. Oh, now stop. You're going to make me blush. Okay, the boys are down for tonight. Oh, hey, you dicks. You know, they can be a bit of a handful sometimes. Oh, tell me about it, and I've only got one. So, what can we do you for, dicks? Joey, they're bringing the battalion back. <gasps> what? Archie says he's got information, top secret stuff. Truman authorized the reactivation himself. Yeah, but why? Whatever it is, it's big. Well, you know me, Dicks. I'm always up for a good go-round of this guy. You just tell me who to punch and I'll leave him with two black eyes. Thanks, Joey. I knew I could count on you. You bet. You got any of the others back yet? Actually, I'm on my way to- Excuse me. Uh-oh. What uh-oh? That didn't sound good. You think? You're still pretty dense sometimes, you know that? Hey, I gotta be me. You should talk it over with Essie. Hey, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. I'm the man of the house. What I say goes. Well, I'm not sure that's gonna go over well. Nah, I got it under control. You just get the team back together and I'll be there with bells on. But you know manly style bells. And as Joseph ran off to comfort a none too pleased Esmeralda, Dixie made a trip to the nearby Shady Palms Motel, which a certain southern gentleman had taken to calling home. Well, hello, Miss Dixie. Hey, Corny. Come in, come in. Please have a seat. Can I get you a drink? No, thanks. Perhaps some Peterson pie. I'm not hungry. I've got rhubarb. Well... (laughs) I thought so, I thought so. Just a moment, my dear. (laughs) 
Here you are. Thanks. Mmm. Holy mackerel, I see where Essie gets it from. We Pearsons have a long tradition of knowing our way around food. The kitchen is our kingdom. Yeah, speaking of kingdom, this is a pretty swank room you've got here. Oh, you like it? It's actually three rooms. I had them knock out a few walls to accommodate my needs. <laughs> they even built me my own custom kitchen. They did that for you? Money talks, my dear. And being a charming, delightful, charismatic gentleman of southerly persuasion doesn't hurt either. <laughs> no, I imagine not. Still, it kind of breaks my think box that you live here. Miss Dixie, I'm a man of a ripe old age of never you mind, and uh, this provides me with everything I need. There are people who clean my room, wash the sheets, make my bed. Why, they even do my laundry for a small nominal fee. But you had all that back on the peach plantation, didn't you? <laughs> I did at that, but, but this provides me something the plantation never could. And what's that? Proximity to my grandson. They're just down the road. Why, well, I, I can see them any time I like. Much to Joseph's chagrin, I suppose. Oh, don't be like that. I thought you two patched things up. We did, we did, but I know what it's like to have in-laws, believe you me. Even ones as delightful and sweet as yours can truly get in the way unintentionally. So I try not to, you know, get under their feet, and I help out where I can. Besides, have you seen my in-room set? Is that a captain of radio radio? The very latest model. I tell you, I'm living the good life. And the good life comes with a cost. I know that all too well, of course. I've served in two wars. I hate myself for doing this. Because if anyone's earned his retirement, it's you. But I'm gonna have to ask you to make it two and a half. I don't understand. We sent the Nazis packing. And how? But there's more to do. The battalion's coming back, and you're the first person I trusted when I started all those years ago. I can't imagine the team without you. Cornelius pondered the question for the briefest of moments, before his eyes sparkled at the woman who sat before him. Miss Dixie, it would be my great honor to fly at your side again. Hot dog, we're halfway there. And now, a word from our sponsor, the Agglutinative Umket Industries. Agglutinative indeed, for Umket has the power to unite this great nation and bring people together. No matter their differences, everyone can agree on this one simple fact. Umket is outstanding. They certainly are. He's amazing. He's astounding. Not a charlatan, not confounding. The Amazing Noel! <gasps> the Amazing Noel? Famed mentalist and futuristic predictor extraordinaire? The one and the same! And I have discerned, through my most incredible mental prowess, that Umket is outstanding! That's good news! And I am not the only one who thinks so! Why don't we ask my comely, short-skirted assistant? Misfortune Divine The Amazing Knoll and Misfortune Divine Together at last and now for all time Say, Misfortune, 
How do you feel about Umket? Outstanding. You see? Incredible. What's incredible, dear listeners, is genuine Umket bovine bonding agent. Uncle Umket sure is fond of his genuine bovines. Well, that's because Uncle Umket's got the most genuine bovines you'll ever find. Yes, and no part of them goes to waste. From the smooth, leathery cronat to the smooth, slick umki, to the smooth flavor of cream of sausage soup, Umket Industries goes whole hog on their whole cows. You can go whole hog or you can go whole cow. Just go to the store by Umket now, now, now. Surely you can tell us more about this genuine Umket bovine bonding agent. He must, for otherwise he'd be just a big tease. That's right. It'd be almost criminal not to. <gasps> the amazing Noel is no criminal. Well, not in 45 states at least. But I shall go on. Remember this. No one can resist the charm of a lovely home, or the beauty of attractive, sparkling perfection. And you can achieve such beauty and perfection with genuine Umket bovine bonding agent. Perfection? Why that sounds perfect. What could be better? Well, nothing. That's for sure. Listen to Miss Fortune Divine, for she knows what she is talking about. And I would know, for I taught her myself. Tell us more. Why risk your home falling to pieces, becoming cluttered and unsightly? Genuine Umket bovine bonding agent works on anything. Absolutely anything? Absolutely anything! And now you can fix your home the way Uncle Umket does and become the very picture of perfection and the envy of your neighbors. Thank you, neighbors. Think your home is perfectly swell. We're genuine and kept bovine bonding agent. When things are broken, no one can tell. Well, if my neighbors can't envy me, what's the point of having them? I agree with you about neighbors. I agree with your short skirt. Oh, don't we all? Wait, wait, don't tell me. I'm getting something. Yes, 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 we all do indeed agree with her short skirts. Oh, happy day. For us more than anyone, I assure you. And now you can fix your home the way Uncle Umket does, with a powder. A gluey powder. Many who despaired over ever finding a glue to hold that table leg back in place or that clock on the wall need never despair again. Is glue the wisest choice for jobs like those? Genuine Umket bovine bonding agent is the wisest choice for any job, my good man. Silly me. You are silly. Now, I bet you would like to know how well this fine product works. You know we would. I do know that, yes. I was merely asking to be polite. Well, tell us, won't you? Will I ever? Now listen closely, for this is important. Users of genuine Umket bovine bonding agent have discovered that it is both quick and effective. Both? <gasps> quick and effective. Quick and effective, it works fast and well. Umket bovine bonding agent is a powder, not a gel. Whatever did we do to deserve such a fine product? You were born in these United States of amazing, that's what. 
And no other bovine bonding agent is so quick or so effective or binds two things together so marvelously well. What a powder! It's the Umket way of sticking to it! Just add water! But not too much! Of course not! All good buyers of Umket products know that. They certainly should! And what else might it work on? Are you tired of autumn? Get those leaves back on the trees with genuine Umket bovine bonding agent. Fantastic. Have a flat tire? Get that wheel back on your car with genuine Umket bovine bonding agent. Superior. Trying to lose weight and you're all out of luscious Umket potato juice? Yeah. Just slap this on your teeth and clench your jaw to set it in place. Genuine Umket bovine bonding agent. Miss Fortune Divine will try it herself. It's perfectly safe. You see? Already her teeth are glued to each other with the strongest of chemical bonds. Mm-hmm. And as you can hear, Miss Fortune even thinks the taste is most savory. Mm-hmm. Mm, she must really like the flavor. Mm-hmm. She's a pure umket lover through and through. Try it today! Get a can of genuine Umket bovine bonding agent powder, and you'll be thrilled when you see how delightfully sticky your glue can really be! We now return our program and catch up with Dixie as she hitches a ride north into the wet Canadian countryside on her way to Toronto. Dixie! We heard you were coming. Come in, come in! If that's how you're going to answer the door, Vi, you should let me get it next time. Who is it? Someone's here? Didn't you hear the knocking on the door? There was knocking? You know, I was just wondering if Daisy was still charming, and now I have my answer. Oh yes, she is. Is what? Charming, dear. <laughs> Thanks, Iris. I love charming dear, but what are they doing inside? I am telling you, the charm has worn off. I am twice as... Give it a rest, Rose. Yes, your majesty. As the ladies LaRue argued themselves blue, Dixie searched for a way to break into the conversation. Uh, if I could, excuse me, but do you know where, I'm just looking for, I'm here to see, not finding one, she shrugged and headed upstairs, knocking on the first door she found. Oh, you would sing after the first six times, you would have gotten a new mattress. Dixie. Oh, um. Hello. We, um, weren't expecting you for a while yet. Oh, yeah. I got in a little early. Sorry about the. Is he okay? Are you okay? Oh, ahem. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Fine. I just, uh, I, uh, fell over, and uh, the mattress landed on me. It's a common household mishap. This has never happened to you before? <laughs> um, 
Uh, Don't answer that. I should perhaps be in more than my undergarments. Ah, oh, uh, yeah. Ah, my pants. This is a madhouse. Let me guess. You got stuck talking to my cousins and you were actually here an hour ago. No, I just gave up and walked right by them. They're probably still arguing with each other down there. Sounds about right. Can we make this quick? We were kind of in the middle of something. You don't say. Anyways, yeah, listen. I need to talk to you two. You could have told us what this is about on the phone. No, no, no. This is an in-person kind of talk, and it was on my way. Your way where? Yeah, the boss didn't fire us, did he? I know a second honeymoon is unusual, but for two in love such as V, it's, you know... Stuff the prancy talk. You didn't get fired. But we do need you back. Well, yeah, we are going to return next week when... Not next week. Now. Archie's putting the battalion back together. There's work to do. But we were going to start a family. Eh, tonight, from what I heard. But that's not fair. You and Thomas have started a family, and Joseph and Esmeralda, and their boys, and Corny... I know, it's not fair, and I'm sorry, but I need you. Lily, you're the fastest pilot I've ever seen, and Freudenberg... If I'm going back into combat, there ain't anyone else I want responsible for keeping my plane skyworthy. It's important. Please. Freudenberg and Lily took a moment, sparing a glance at each other, and they seemed to reach the same conclusion. I guess we can wait to start a family. But not for too long. Of course not! If all goes according to plan, the two of you will be back up here getting trapped under mattresses in no time. And if they're up for it, bring your cousins along for the ride. We could use the help. With only one battalion member left, Dixie hopped a plane for a transatlantic flight into Mother Russia. Dixie checked all through the Leningrad military district as thoroughly as any American could, but was unable to find any trace of her one-time comrade. She hopped on the horn and quickly placed a call back home, hoping something could be done through proper military channels. And salutations. Hey, Archie, it's Dixie. Miss Stimberg, what can I do for you? It's Benny. I can't find him. No one in the military district knows where he is or will give me any information on him. It's sad. But ever since the way Germany was split after the war, U.S.-Russian relations have been souring at an incredible pace. If our nations continue on this path, I fear where we'll be. Sixteen years? That's kind of... precise. Let me see what I can do and call you back. The hours passed slowly, Dixie feeling every bit the stranger in a strange land. These people, formerly allies, now eyed her with distrust and disdain, and it sat none too well with our hero. Finally, however, Archibald's call came, and with it an address that took Dixie to a small, run-down flat on Bolshoi Prospect, near the Maritime Passenger Terminal. The building was old and bordering on derelict, and the thin walls seemed to do little to keep out the lingering chill in the spring air. Dixie arrived at her destination, pausing just a moment to take in the scene around her. Cripes. Benny? I know you're in there, Benny. 
I'm coming in. The foul stench of filth and alcohol met Dixie at the door like the rudest of maitre d's, assaulting her like a punch to the face. Benny! Benedict lay in a semi-conscious state upon a dilapidated bed, vodka bottles strewn about the floor. What's this? In his hands, held tightly to his chest, Benedict Adachenko clung to a picture frame, the last vestige of a life long lost. This must be Iranushka. Come on, big guy. Sit up. We gotta get you out of here. Yeah, I know. I know. Dixie kicked rats and empty bottles out of her way as she made herself to the meager kitchen, thankfully able to at least find some coffee. The aromatic smell of roasted java beans beat back the filth just long enough for the smell to reach Benedict and awaken his senses. Slowly he stirred, his sad eyes smiling a little at the sight before him. Miss Dixie, what a nice surprise. Here, Benny. This will help clear your head. Spasiva. I don't know how you did it. It wasn't hard. The door was unlocked, so I... No, the coffee is same coffee I always make, but it never tastes so good. I think you're just biased. What is biased? I think your brain tells you it's better because you didn't make it yourself, which means you're not alone. You were mumbling about your Anushka. Were you dreaming? Duh, but not about her. But you said... Iris. I dream of Iris LaRue. Always, since I met her. It's like a happy disease I cannot shake. That's a funny way of describing love. Is not love. No? Sure sounds like it. Cannot be love. I love Irinushka. I know you did. Anyone who knows you can see that. So, then I cannot love another. Is that what all this is about? What do you mean? I went looking for you in the military district. Nobody would tell me what happened to you or where you were. I thought you were a military man for life. I thought... I was... uh, How you say? In English is... Dishonorable discharge. The heck you say? Is true. I returned to my post after the reunion, but uh, could not think or focus. Was impossible. Iris. Irinushka. She is my love. And you feel guilty for loving another? Nit. Duh. Too much vodka helps ease pain, but costs you career. Now there is nothing left. You shouldn't feel guilty, you know. How could I not? To love another is to betray Rinushka. Is it? Of course. Have you stopped loving her? I could never. She is always with me. And she'd want you to be happy. And to live a good life, I bet. Because she looks like a fine upstanding lady. Duh, she was. I will show you her stories sometime. You might like them. Crazy ideas about people on moon. I'd like that. But first, we need to take care of you. How do you think she'd feel seeing you living like this? It would... break her heart. I know this is true. So then, getting out of here and getting on with your life 
is the best way you can remember her, right? Perhaps you are right, but there is nothing left for me now. What if I told you we were putting the battalion back together? I would say you are good friend for trying to cheer me up, but bad friend for lying to me. Have I ever lied to you before? Is true? It's true. To fly again. Yeah, to fly again. And Iris might be there too. This uh, makes me uncomfortable. The best things in life do. Thank you, Miss Dixie. You are best friend I have. I will return with you. You won't regret it, Benny. And with that, Dixie helped Benedict pack up what remaining personal effects he had, and they prepared for their trip back to the United States. But before we see how Dixie's homecoming goes, dear listeners, I must apologize as we pause to check in with those ne'er-do-wells at SCAR yet again. So tell me, what is it our special guest brings to the table? Knowledge of the ebony plating, the brassy alloy, the blue goo, the ray gun, and even more. Yes, yes, but what else? Something we didn't know before? Something to help turn the tide? They are all related. Is that so? They are all extraterrestrial in origin. Really? And there is more. More, I tell you. Tell me more, then. I haven't been this excited in years. No, I will let her tell you. Her? At that moment, a door opened, and a single figure sashayed her way through the control room. Her! I'm back, darlings. And I bring with me a world of information. You were a spy, an infiltrator, a a charlatan! Oh, that's in the past. I've been on the inside, and I've seen their plans. I have copies of every top-secret document relating to Brassy Battalion. How is that possible? I'm a spy, an infiltrator, a charlatan, remember? Besides, you pulled the same scan yourself, yes? Well, that's true enough, I suppose. And now my motives are true. How can we believe you? Thomas made his choice quite clear. I sacrificed everything for him, and he repaid me by choosing another. And that we will not have. Puppet shall pay the price. I shudder to think just what that woman of mystery has in store for her heroes. And speaking of heroes, with the full Brassy Battalion finally reunited at the refurbished, rebuilt, and state-of-the-art AeroQuest Dynamics, Withersby had an unveiling to attend to. Stenberg, Dixie. Ready and raring to go. Pearson, Cornelius Robert Sims. Of sound mind and body. Scalzetti, Joseph. The Skull. At your service. Galen, Thomas. Present, unaccounted for. LaRue. Lily. Ready to give Scar the what for. Anachenko. Benedict. They will not live to terrorize another day. Well, we're all here, and now you prove we're all here. So what are we here for? And why is the hangar hidden behind that big curtain? Robotically curious minds want to know. Yeah, and the rest of us too. A question pondered by steel and flesh alike. Well, the other boss hit a little gift sent over from the government. Mr. Freudenberg, if you please. 
I give you your 6P-47 Thunderbolts. Brassy Battalion is now officially on active duty. Heartening homecoming. This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. I'm so excited to see where we go from here. Mark Zaracor as Frank McGuff. We'll go where we haven't been, because we haven't been there until we go. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. Oh, you go, all right. Right out of the sky when you are shot down by the likes of Reginald Billingsley. <laughs> Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. Perhaps you've forgotten that Dixie said your face and her fists have a hot date when next the twain shall meet. I'm not afraid. Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. Oh no, you sure seemed afraid last episode. It was uh, all an act. Yes, yes, an act to lure you into a false sense of security. Scott Vinicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. You lie about as well as you fly, son. Nonsense, I fly very well. Anthony Piselli as Joey Scalzetti. I think you just got caught, Bill. Well done, Pops. Thank you, son. My worst offense was giving the two of you something to unite over. Nah, that ain't nothing new. We both always hated you, ever since we learned you was a stinking traitor. (laughs) Indubitably, we have. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. I think that goes for all of us, really. Are you sure you can muster enough energy to hate anything, you English prat? Just try me. Find out. Perry Whittle as Benedict Edochenko. Nah, try us. Am I supposed to be afraid of a lush lost in his own depression? Perhaps you have noticed I am twice your mass. Perhaps you realize a good treatment for depression is punching things. Or people. Perhaps you will choose your words more wisely. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. I don't think Bill has any idea what the word wise means. I do so. Shall I recite the definition for you? He clearly also doesn't know the meaning of rhetorical. I do so. Now you just... And reading between the lines is right out. There's nothing between the lines. I'm looking at the script right now, and there's your line, and my line, and nothing else. Oh. This is some invisible ink trick, is that it? You're hopeless, Bill. Tracy Hall as Violet LaRue. I could punch him for you. Would that help? Melissa Hearn as Rose LaRue. I'd punch him twice as hard. Megan Presley as Buttercup LaRue. Oh, this punching is so uncivilized. Ladies, we are better than that. Melissa Johnson as Daisy LaRue. You know what I always thought was better than punch? Lemonade. Marley Norton as Iris LaRue. Lemonade will make Bill go away. If you say so, but I think Bill's go away faster if you just pay them. Someone wants to pay me? Alicia Marie Bell as Esmeralda. This is lunacy. Oh, welcome to the credits. Catherine Pride as Rennie. <gasps> I wash my hands of all of you! Justin Dobby as Volker. Washing hands is good before eating soup. And after, too, depending on how messy an eater you are. It 
was a figure of speech! Wait, I thought you hated those. <sighs> M. Sierra Garcia as Nev. Oh, I'm with you, darling. All you lunatics can just sod off. We have evil to plan. <laughs> see, see, this is why you don't get invitations to our cackling parties. <sighs> I'm a sad little Nazi. Christian Bays as the Umket Triplets. Do you ever think we'll get our own story? It would be swell to have more to do than just the commercials. I like singing. Bill Young as the Amazing Noel. It's true! She does like singing! M. Sierra Garcia as Miss Fortune Divine. Miss Fortune says she likes singing too! Well, she used to. Ryan Pickens as Robot 153. I love to sing. Oh, I remember Robot Town with a robot king and his robot crown on the streets walking up and down in his sparkling robot gown. The robot king wears a gown. Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000. We are all inclusive. Just another reason we mechanical automatons are superior to your bile-infested epidermal pouches. Ew. My point, exactly. And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. You know what would help improve robot-human relations? Some genuine Umkit bovine bonding agent. There, now y'all stuck with me. Get it off! Get it off! <laughs> Soon we'll grow to adore each other and maybe, possibly, well, even fall in love! Yeah! Oh, oh, oh. oh! My ball infested epidermal pouch! Oh! This is Seth Adam Sure. Stay tuned next time as the home stretch begins. Only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a Pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, brought to you tonight by the genuine Umket Bovine Bonding Agent. And remember... Genuine Umket Bovine Bonding Agent works on anything! Bones, typewriters, mice, apple juice, curtains, and even teeth! <laughs> it's the Umket way of sticking to it. Stay safe, America, and good night. I've been really trying, baby, trying to hold back this feeling for so long. And if you feel like I feel sugar, come on. Oh, come on, babe, let's get it on. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Scher, assistant director Jim Hamilton. Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, let's get it on, mama.